It was very, very simple. And uh, we had the discussion and uh, he started to say, okay, we will increase your salary. And I said, no, you will not increase my salary. You will double it. <laughs> it's exactly what I said to him. And I swear on my daughter, if he would have said no, I would have stopped. And he said, no, Carlos, no, I think we're going to compete, you know, as best as we can. And no, we're going to the World Championship because I will become world champion. And then I look at him and he look at me with those big eyes. And he said, he really mean it. You know, I realized he really mean it, you know, and yeah. I, we're going for something big. You know, Carlos says he's going to be world champion. I, I believe in him. I think he's going to be world champion. The determination he has, he has proved it. Welcome to WRC Backstories, our exclusive World Rally Championship podcast presented by Bex Williams. Welcome back, everyone, to the Backstories podcast. Hope you are all doing well and enjoying the first few months of 2024. We've certainly had some fantastic events to keep us going during January and February. Rally Sweden was a mega highlight for me. Really enjoyed that event. Fantastic to see Esapekka Lappi taking his second career win. It had been quite a long wait, hadn't it? But it was good to see him back on the top step. This time around on the Backstories podcast, or should I call it the Baby Backstories podcast for this one? Because our interviewee today hasn't really been in the world of rallying that long. He spectated at Rally Monte Carlo back in 2011. His first rally in competition was 2017. His first WRC event was 2019. And his first WRC podium was taken at Rally Sweden just a few weeks ago. It is, of course, Edrien Formo, who has, I believe, even though it's a short story to tell so far, it's a fascinating one. A person who was on a completely different career path, heading into the world of medicine and then completely changing stance and heading into the world of motorsport. They couldn't be any more different from each other. Shall we find out exactly how that came about and a little bit more about the man who I'm sure will be standing on the podium a lot more often in the future? Let's hear from Adrian Formo. I'm delighted that Adrian Formo, our latest driver to get a WRC podium, is joining us for the WRC Backstories podcast. Adrian, good morning to you. It's great to see you. Great to have you as part of the podcast. How are you feeling just a couple of weeks after securing that first WRC podium? Good morning. Uh, to be fair, I'm really, I'm really good. Um, I'm enjoying my time with my family in uh, in the mountain in France. So. So to be fair, quite quite good. I'm just enjoying it, and uh, and then I will get prepared for the next event coming now, really soon. Yeah, it is really soon, but it is good that you get to enjoy it because we have such a frantic schedule in rallying that you can have such a, a great success, and then you're straight on to testing, or or you're on to another event, and you don't get the time to really enjoy the good things that happen. So I'm I'm really pleased that you're you're able to enjoy it with your family right now. Yeah, the, the good thing is the we have two long t- two long time off uh, this season. It's in March and uh, so then now and also in August. So it was at the right time to to uh, to get the podium. <laughs> it de- it definitely was the right time, and it was a great podium. We'll talk about that a little bit later, though, because the WRC backstories really explores 
your life so far. And I think even though you're still very young right now, you have a fascinating story to tell about how you've come into rallying, which we're going to explore. But at the start of the show, I ask everyone who I've interviewed so far, and there have been many so far, Adrian, but I ask everyone to describe themselves using just three words. So your character, your personality, how would you describe yourself in three words? And those words, they don't have to match each other. They can be completely separate words. Well, um, determination. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, how to say in English also. That's the thing. I need to find the words also. Well, you can <laughs> say it in French if you want. We have an international audience, so it's fine. <laughs> Uh, determination for sure um uh kind with people i think i'm quite uh, gentle with many people um yeah. and then the last one could be um surprising okay i like those words determination is a word that comes up so often and I think you have to be really determined in in the sport that we're we're all in and certainly you have to be you have to be driven Adrian I have to ask you because it it's really well documented that you you know you left a career or your studies in medicine to pursue a rallying career which is so contrasting you know there's so many people who grow up in the sport of rallying or they have family members who are who are into rallying maybe you know in Sebastian Ogier's case an uncle who was into motorsport that kind of got him interested in it all where did the passion for rallying start with you were you around motorsport from an early age uh well it come uh it comes with my father who, who liked the, the cars but not the motorsport okay he loves he loves cars for sure um so then i get the 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 patient to the patient to 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 read a lot of book on the on the cars Mm -hmm. uh but not so many on the motorsport when i was young and then after that um i have started playing video games yeah so and on the video games i like it to 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 just play the games with uh, rallying also formula one or or the beginning like need for speed when i was really young and then, uh, and then after that, my my brother, who is five years old older, mm. uh, um, he gave me also. We together we had the, the the competition when we were playing video games with yeah. the with the simulation, and then after that, when he gets the 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 driving license, we get we we went to see some rallies. So it started with the Monte Carlo rally, but also the two K in France. And then after that, I I was like, oh, it's so nice. I would like to try, but we had no no money to start the rallying, so there was no chance. Uh, and then we my my brother reading um reading uh, an article on on a on a magazine, mm. Allegiant was there. So then he have he have tried it in twenty twelve, and then but I was too young and I didn't have my driving license, so I couldn't start it. And then I had to wait uh eighteen years old, mm-hmm. but. When I was 18, they have cancelled the, the selection. So, <laughs> no! Yeah, so, so I had to wait. Then it's coming back. And then he came back with M-Sport in 2016. But I was already in fourth year in medicine. And then, but then I had no experience on competition, etc. But I was just I just wanted to participate on it. 
and uh, and then this is how I started. I paid twenty euro, and then and then after that, you I think you know a bit my career. Yeah, absolutely. It it's so funny though. You know, you you were paying twenty euros what in two thousand and sixteen, and and Sebastian Ogier was telling me exactly the same story a couple of years ago when we did the WRC Backstories podcast. Twenty euros, and that was you know a lot earlier than you. It's just like this 20 euros for Rally June, which is so accessible for drivers. You're very lucky in France to have that program. Uh, it's a really, really good program. Um, and it gives the chance to people where you don't have the, the access to the rally to start. And, if, and for me, that's really, really good because without it, I will not be rallying at all for now. So, and, uh, and to be fair, it's also a good bet. I think it's even better than the casino. So it's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> De definitely better than the casino. Uh, talk to me, Adrian. Obviously, you know you were studying medicine, so I always ask people, what you know, what was school life like? Were they any good in school? And everyone has very differing stories as to what subjects were best. But obviously, you were exceptional in school if you were studying medicine. So you were very dedicated to your studies growing up. Yes. Yeah, well, not really when I was uh, in college, etc., because I I would like it to do some biking and also watching cars, so I wasn't so present all the time. So, mm. but then when I went to to the medicine, uh, I was talking about determination, and I will explain one story. It's my first my first year in medicine. It's a it's a concours, so so it's we have to beat the others. Like we are three three hundred three thousand five hundred, and they take only four hundred twenty. Okay, and wow. uh, so we we work for twice four months. So on the first four months, I was seven hundred. So I was too far to get the, to the four hundred. Mm. But but then I was really committed. I I was like, no, I want to have it in one year because I really want to to. Uh, it's really hard, but I want to do it for only one year. But this year, I spent all the year with my grandmother. So I was living with my grandmother because I wanted to have no distraction at all. Uh, and I was I wanted just to be focused on it. So I spent one year with my grandmother when I was 18. It's quite funny now, but for sure. <laughs> and then I, I get it in, in my on the first time, yeah, directly on the first year, which which is quite good already, yeah. Yeah, that's, but that's then, really good. And then, I, and then to be fair... Um, I was taking only two time off during my week. It was on the Monday just to to do some, um, uh, how do you call it? It's not hiking. It's, you know, when you have a wall and you try to, to grab the hole. The, yes. the yeah, yeah. I the know wall. what you mean. Yeah. I, I, um, mountain climbing, we just call it here. Just mountain climbing, okay. yeah? Yeah, climbing, yeah. And then and then on the Sunday morning with my brother, we took uh, we were taking our car and then we were just driving too fast but driving fast on the road <laughs> but how fabulous that you know you got to spend like the whole year with your grandmother like you say no no distractions completely focused but that must have been wonderful for her as well to have you with her for like the whole year even though you were kind of concentrating on your work and everything that must have been really lovely for her too uh, yes, really. Especially we we've lost our grandfather uh, probably one year before, so then for for her it was really really good to have the people uh, just the week after the year after. So yeah, it was she was really liking it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The company for her must have been great. Talk to me. You mentioned you know going to see rallies with your brother. What year was the first rally 
that you went to see then. Was it Rally Monte Carlo or a smaller one? The first. Uh, one? I think I think it was Monte Carlo in twenty twenty twelve or twenty eleven. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, so it, I think it was twenty eleven. Okay, was that was that WRC then, or was that still IRC back then? I'm trying to remember. Where was it? Was it up in Valence, or was it in Monte? No, I think I think eleven was yes, you know. Yeah, I think it was because I worked on it when it was IRC as well. So I have Mr. Monte Carlo, um, which is which is good. But I mean, to think that your first rally, just watching a rally, was then, and you know, you fast forward to ten years later, and you're already in a world rally car. That's that kind of blows my mind. That's your first spectating point, and ten years later, you're in a world rally car. That's pretty yeah, that's amazing. Pretty... <laughs> <laughs> that's quite short, huh? isn't it? It is. It's really short, Adrian. You are definitely one of the special ones because there's not many drivers who who can turn that round so quickly. So I really need to understand. I think we all need to understand how it all started. Obviously, you and your brother had this love of motorsport, but you mentioned it, your love of cars came from your dad. So did he have a lot of nice cars or did he just like nice cars? Uh, well, at the beginning, not so much. Uh, when we were young, we were just more with the 4-4, grabbing all the mountains, etc. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then after that, he, he had a, a sport car, but it was more like a 4-4 car, but mm. sport. And then after we were like, hey, come on, can we get uh, something? And we just, I don't know if I can tell you, but it was a small, small car. Uh, it was uh, a Clio RS. Mm-hmm. That's how it started, to be fair. So mm-hmm. I was not, I didn't have my driving license, but in France, you can start with your parents when you are 16. Yeah. This is, how, this is how I started to drive. And what were you like when you started to drive? Were you already fast? Were you, was your dad telling you to, to slow down, take it easy? Or yeah, were you quite sensible? I, was, I was already too fast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you need, though, isn't it? As a rally driver, you need to have that speed straight away. And, you, you know, it's the one most important thing because everything else can be built. Consistency can be built. But speed, you absolutely have to have first and foremost. So... You're going to rallies, you're spectating. Rally June is the opportunity which you take. Tell yeah. me about Rally June, though, for people who might, and a lot of people who listen to this will know what Rally June is, but some won't. It is the opportunity, for, like I mentioned earlier, for, for drivers to get into rallying. But what exactly do you have to do? What's the process? Well, you first of all, you have to be between eighteen and twenty-five years old, mm-hmm. okay, and get in and having your driving license. This is all you need. Um, then you you want to participate. If you have no license for the competition, you will be fighting with the no license uh, drivers. Mm-hmm. And then if you have already a license, you will fight with the guys who have a license. And then when you start, you pay twenty euro. You come, you participate on it, and you have a. A parkour like a practice between codes it's like a slalom yeah and then you go one way you come back and you have to stop between two lines and you have to be the fastest of the day and if you are the fastest of the day then you get to the next uh, level the next time so that we are like three three thousand five hundred something like that uh, i think it was even five thousand this year in 2023 20, but anyway 
And, uh, and then at the end, there was only 40 going to the final selection, which was in south of France for me, in Nîmes. And you are on the track. And on the track, again, we are 40, then 24, then 12, then 6. So every time you have a parkour, which is more complicated every time, mm. and at the end, when you are 6, um, you drive the rally car. And for me, it was the Fiesta R2 National. So okay. you have the, the, the second cell gearbox, uh, you have the big brakes, but it's still a really small engine with 140 horsepower. Mm. Then we are on the track with uh, an instructor next to us. And then the goal is to be the fastest, but also to impress the guy next to you. <laughs> and this is after, after that, we have also a meeting with the sponsor that they've, they've got. If we can talk, speak English, uh, what is our, our parkour, our process, uh, if I'm studying, if I'm already with a, with a company or whatever, if you can then come to the rally and then they decide who will take part of the program the next year. So for me, I, I did it in November 2016 mm. and it gave me one year in the French Junior Championship in 2017. And with that, you are with the French team, which give you many tricks to get faster, but also to know to improve your pace notes. Uh, the nutrition, the sport, etc. What you need to talk English, and it gives you a lot of access. And if you are really committed, and if you ask a lot of things, they are there for that. It is. It is an incredible scheme, and there have been so many successful graduates of it. I think France are absolutely leading the way in in how to get young talent through. What was your family thinking when you were doing all of this? Because. You have, you know, Monsieur Formo, who is going to be a doctor. He's studying medicine. Right. And then, whoa, all of a sudden, he's completely the opposite and he wants to be behind the wheel. What were your parents thinking at this point? When I came back with the big trophy of religion, when I saw my parents, they were both crying. <laughs> Are these crying but good, good crying tears or bad tears? <laughs> they were happy. They were not happy. They were not happy. <laughs> It's something that is completely unknown in the, in the family, as they don't know this this, this world, they don't know the, how it works. Uh, I had like a, an easy, easy life going in forward of me, like there will be a doctor, doesn't matter, it will be a doctor. And then now I said, no, I want to, to do that. So first of all, I had to do at the same time rallying and the medicine. <laughs> to try to make make them a bit happy you know like I'm, I'm not saying okay i stopped directly it was also too risky for me i cannot say i stop mm. it's a really uncertain uh, career so but so then i i did it three years i think but i was in fourth year when i get the access with religion then the next the year after it was still fourth year mm. <laughs> and the year after it was still fourth year so then after that, my university, I had a, a nice chat with my uh, university who we was supporting me. We even, he was even a sponsor, to be fair. And they say, right, you can be a doctor if you come back later, but the sport, you have to go now. So, so now I think it's time for you to go uh, full time in your, in, your, in your sport. And then if, if it doesn't work, then you will come back. But for now, you need to go fully focus on it. That's so understanding, isn't it? And that, you know, how wonderful for you that you're able to kind of put things on hold so maybe in 10 15 years that you could potentially go back to that if you wanted to yes at any point yeah, I, could, I could come back i know it will be hard because it's completely opposite lives but i could come back 
It is so opposite. I mean, I can understand in a way why your parents were crying because like you said, it was happening. You were going to be a doctor, you know, nice life for you. Great. And then all of a sudden you've chosen a life which is really, um, well, you you never know what's going to happen next. Whereas a, as a doctor, you do. But this life is so, you can't predict it. And I guess I can understand why they had tears, but I'm sure those tears have turned to tears of joy now after seeing you on the podium. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. So your parents are understandably feeling a little bit about the whole thing. What about your brother? Was your brother like, yes, come on, yeah. let's do well, this? He was with, he was with me uh, uh, when I get the, the, the big trophy. So so he was really, really pleased. And uh, he wanted to have it when five or six years before. So mm. for, like, so nice. And because I was so close to my uh, brother, I said, okay, I want you to be my co-driver. So my first year, I did it with my brother as a co-driver. And how did that go? Uh, it was <laughs> nice, but he was the the tall, the the big brother, you know. So he wanted to protect me too much sometimes, and and uh, and then yeah, he, he was trying to slow me down, or just sometimes because he wanted to slow me down, he was not focused fully focused on co-driving. So. Mm. And then after that, when I went to another year, he said, okay, but I still, he was building his company at the same time. He said, okay, I need to be focused on my company. If you want to go higher, then maybe it's time for you to, to have another one. But he was good. To be fair, I was enjoying this time with my, with my brother. Yeah, it's always good to do that, but best that you kind of moved on for, from it. So that 2017 year was the, the rally June year then, essentially, you, you had the opportunities throughout that year. What about into 2018? What happens after you've done the year that you're kind of sponsored for? What happens next? Well, so then 2017, I did the first year in the French Junior Championship, finishing, uh, finishing uh, third in the championship. So then the French Federation, because they were happy with what I was doing, mm. they gave me another year in 2018. Uh, and they said, uh, this year we have to win. And uh, there were seven events, but in five events, I won five events. So I was champion before the end. And uh, so then, which gave me another year with the French team. So with the French Federation in 2019, with a mixed program, WRC2 and WRC3. And uh, and yeah, and after that, 2020, Malcolm uh, was pleased to see my performance for my first year in the in a, in a WRC. So then he took me... Uh, took me as a driver for the WRC program. It was quite incredible watching you come into the WRC because, you know, no one really knew who you were other than some French journalists who'd obviously seen what you'd done in, in the French championship. And there was this, you know, this name, Edrin Formos, coming into to WRC too, right at the start of, you know, your WRC career. 2019 Rally Monte Carlo, your second in WRC2. And more than that, you know, you're within, you get your first WRC point, your your 10th yeah. overall. And it's your first WRC event. And everyone was like, who is this guy? And I remember the excitement behind you then. And your name was just on everyone's lips. All the journalists were talking about you. There was a real buzz behind you. That that event for you, how did that feel? Because Monte Carlo is daunting. 
for for anyone going to compete there but you're going to compete for your first time this is less than 10 years since you've been spectating you're in a WRC two car and you go and you get that kind of result. What was the feeling going into it? At that moment, to be fair, I didn't really realize uh, it was my second. So it was my 16 rallies of career. Mm. And it was my second with, uh, with a rally five, with a rally two now, we call yeah. it. So it was my second with a rally two and I'm already scoring one point in the WRC championship. So I didn't really realize like people was like, oh, it's crazy. But I was like, okay, <laughs> I just, I just drove all the weekend. And I was like, I was just wanted to do my best, but I didn't feel that I did something special uh, until now I realized how difficult it is sometimes. So, uh, so then I was, I was too young to realize, to be fair. I was just too new in the, in the world, in the, in the world rally championship. Mm. Uh, but yeah, for sure, it was uh, it was a really good start. Um, but to be fair, the step between the the R two national and the R five was a big one. So, so it was a bit more difficult after that. But it was a really good start. To be fair, it was a fantastic start. And do you think, looking back at it now, um, given everything that you've been through in the past years, do you do you feel that maybe? It was, you know, obviously your talent is there. That that's no question. But maybe lack of pressure on your shoulders as well, coming into your, you know, this event for the first time, stepping into the WRC. Did you feel pressure or did you not feel pressure? And is that why it was such a great result to start? I think I didn't really feel the pressure just because I was so happy to participate to the rally where I was spectating before. So I was just now it's me driving. I'm so pleased to be there. Mm. Um, so I was just enjoying my time. I was listening all the tricks from my co-driver or from my team because I was with M Sport Poland team at that time. Uh, and I just wanted to do well. And uh, and I was happy to have uh, also the French Federation to support me to make sure that I don't make a mistake on my first rally in the Monte Carlo, etc. For sure, there was pressure because <clears throat> because I know I knew from the beginning that every year was will be important for the next year. And it's I've always been like this. And even <laughs> until now, so so I knew there was the pressure. But at that time, I was like, I come from medicine. If I want, I come back to the medicine. So mm. I was like, I just want to drive and I want to enjoy it. So the pressure was a little bit more off because I was just like, just enjoyed what it what the life gave you, and then it's it was the most important for me. So then at that time, I was just driving and enjoying it. Yeah, you had like a you had a safety net. I guess, of the medicine to go back to if it all went wrong. Talk to me about co-drivers then, though, because obviously you had a change from your brother. And then when you started your your WRC escapades, it was Renaud Jamal who was alongside you. And he already had quite a good bit of experience within the championship. What was the thinking behind getting a co-driver on board? Were you looking for someone who had WRC experience already? Well, we wanted, with the French Federation, we wanted a, a co-driver. We had uh, some experience on the World Rally Championship because I was, I didn't have any experience, to be fair. I needed somebody to to mm. support me in, in that level. Uh, and then he was already driving with uh, Quentin Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, he drove with other drivers also. And uh, and then he had some experience, some good feedback from, from those drivers. Uh, so then it was like, okay, are you free to, to come? And he was like, yeah, okay. Uh, and then and then and then we we jumped directly from the from nowhere to the test in Monte Carlo and then the rally, so it was quite uh, quite crazy, but it, it works really well from the beginning. So so it was it was positive. 
Yeah, definitely. Talk to me about the element of, of you know, coming into a championship, which you've, you've watched from the sidelines. You've been there. You've spectated. Who were your heroes when you were watching it? Who were you looking up to? And what was it like then to be competing in the same rally as them? Well, it was, uh, I've been lucky in my career because my hero was Sébastien Ogier. For sure, I, I, I like to see a lot, but I, I wanted to see the new guy, you know, fighting mm -hmm. with the with the olders. Uh, so then I was a big fan of Seb, Seb Ogier and, uh, and Tanak also, but especially uh, Seb because he is French. But I was lucky when I won the 2018 championship. I had a co-drive with Seb Ogier in Spain, in the World Rally Cup, in the Fiesta. He was with M-Sport. Uh, probably his, his last rally, or maybe there was two com to compete with M-Sport at that time. And uh, so then I was I was really happy to be next to him. So then when I came to the in 2019 uh, in the WRC, I already knew Seb and Julian. So it was I was really I was really pleased to already know two two good guys in the in the championship and uh, and and just to talk with them. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was good. And it's it's so interesting, isn't it? I think because rallying is is so accessible, and and you know. You have when, like you say, just coming in there and having a co-drive with Seb, but being in teams with drivers, the amount of information that you can take away from just being with people, the amount you can learn from being around the, the greats like Ogier, who's really quite generous with with everything that he shares. How much do you, do you feel you learned in that year, in the 2019 year? Because you were mixing up WRC events with, with events at home as well. It was a very busy year for you. How much do you feel you learned from that year? Well, I think I've learned a lot of things in 2019 that you it's you feel that you are good sometimes, but you are never, uh, to be fair. You always have to 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 improve. And even if you when you are at the top, you still have to improve. There is always people who will push you uh, on your to your limits. Yeah. Um, and then, and then it doesn't matter if you are in WRC two or in WRC three. You will have a guy maybe faster in this event, so then he will push you to to be better in this type of, of event, and then etc. This is where I've learned: it doesn't matter the the car you are driving. When you are in the competition, you have to fight with the others who have the same cars, etc. Especially when you are in WRC three, and it makes you like I think better, faster because if you win every time, I think you don't you don't learn as much as when you have when you are second or third, when you are like, hmm, we are, we still, we are still missing something. So you are like, mm. when you are first, you are like, well, it's okay. We are the boss. No, it's not really. You always, because one day you will be against somebody else and you will be faster this time. So every time you need to find tricks to improve, to be faster, it, it can be on the base doors, how to prepare the rally, uh, in the rally, how to manage it, which I've learned a lot last year. Uh, many things that are out with the nutrition, how to, to sleep before, during the event, and how to recover after that. When you, when you have rallies and rallies for like three rallies in three weeks, <laughs> I did it like, uh, uh, in 20 many years um, doing many years anyway and every time you have to prepare the three events before coming to the first one because if you wait wait the next one then you will be late so it's many many things that you can learn with people if mm. they are teaching you or just you driving and you realize that you need to improve things like that yeah do you find that anything that you in in your studies in your doing your studies for medicine 
was there anything from that 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 helps you now in even just from the way that you studied and the way you prepared or things that you learned because you talked about nutrition and looking after your body and knowing how to to keep focus and so many people don't know how to do that did did anything from the medicine days help you now I would say many things. The first one is how to walk efficiently um, because in medicine, we have so many books to learn and, and mm. to know exactly because the body is so so complex uh, and the body is also really complex. So, so or you, you get some people to help you in some direction, but when you are in medicine, it's the same. Like a general doctor, you will, you will have to surgery, some surgeon to, to, get, to be involved in this. And it's the same in the rallying. So you need to get people around you in medicine, but also in rallying. Mm. Um, how to work efficiently. You can use, uh, I don't know, you can write, write things. Sometimes people really learn more than if you just talk with them. Things like that. It's just many things that you, if you if you write it, then you, you can memorize more, etc. Also, to be fair, on the mechanic, uh, to be fair, the, the body is quite similar to a car sometimes. If you <laughs> want to pick the bone, if you want to see, think to fix some bones quite quickly, it's quite similar with the arms of suspension on the car, things like that, how to play with the tools. Uh, so there is many <laughs> things. If we, if we ever have any images of you fixing a car going out on or live now, it'll be looking like looking at an operating table, I think. I, I did it to be fair, in Kenya, I did it. Um, I used the uh, spanner to make like uh, to repair the arms of the car and it's yeah. the same when we fix bones so there was many many things were similar and it's quite funny when i do it <laughs> yeah it, it's right so many people have used the spanners to create steering arms over over the years it's a, it's a good one to do um i i love that comparison so would you would you say then that you are a good mechanic now because you talked earlier just at the start what you were reading books about cars and I, I get from my mind that, like you said, it's like the human body in a way that you would know how to fix things. Would you say you're a good mechanic? Well, I would say I'm a good mechanic, but not really because of the medicine, to be fair, but more because uh, I was doing a lot of biking before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was every time trying to improve my bike. Uh, so every time I had a little bit of money, I was trying to, to change the suspension or, or the transmission, etc. because it was worn anyway. So I was playing with the tools. I was playing with how to, to tighten it, etc. So this is, I think, how I learned. And also when I was 2018, I have completely rebuilt the, the, the first ever new car of my brother, of my father uh, from zero to completely rebuild so this is how I've, so I've learned a lot uh, on the wow. cars so this is I think it gave me some tricks to get uh, to be a better mechanics when I'm uh, rallying yeah well you're definitely not frightened of doing it that's for sure it sounds like you would get really stuck in and you know you know what to do because so many people don't it's quite surprising in the championship especially young drivers coming in that, that don't have a huge mechanical brain or don't really understand it they just know what to do behind the wheel and and that's it but I think it's really important that you understand so much because that helps with feedback that you're giving the team certainly with how you want a car prepared how you want a car set up if you understand it more that surely helps it helps with many things like because I know I'm, I'm normally able to fix car things uh, fix things on the car I'm carrying spare parts in the car, but if mm. you don't, you don't carrying them. But if you have a trouble, you don't you don't finish. But if you don't finish, you don't maybe get the points. You don't get the, you don't get the experience finishing the rally, etc. 
And uh, this is why for me, it was really important to know, to have some knowledge of the mechanics. Well, I spent, I think, three, three weeks at M-Sport in 2019, beginning of 2019, uh, just to work on the car. Uh, yeah. just to have more knowledge of the of the engine, et cetera, all the things of the engine, but also how to fix the arms if we have a, a suspension broken or things like that, how to, to come back. Uh, and sometimes it's really interesting to see we just put a strap around something and the car can come back. Okay, not really well, but it's, it's coming back. Um, and to be fair, uh, last year in Sardinia, we were leading the rally on Saturday evening. We had one stage to do, but two bolts were broken on the rear left of the suspension. Uh, we have we had two spare bolts. We we put it in the in the in the corner of the car. Mm. Uh, we did the stage like that, but the wheel was still going left and right, and we and we did the the fastest time on the last stage. But just when you trust when you trust yourself after that, if you trust your fixation, you are like okay, it will be fine, even if the car is not really okay. But if you trust it, you can still push. And if you can still push, you can still get the fastest time. That was really nice. <laughs> that was quite incredible. It was quite the story. I love that. Let's talk about 2019 a little bit more then, because like I said, it was a hugely busy year. You just said you spent three weeks of it up in M Sport learning all the mechanics of the car. Um, and you have a, a successful year, a year which has, has turned Malcolm Wilson's head and a lot of heads to your performance because you kick-started the year so well and then there was continuing good performances through the year. What were you thinking through 2019 about your future and, and how it would progress? Well, it was, it, was, uh, it was difficult every time at the end of the year. You never know what you will do. Mm. Uh, it takes time. Uh, you are in December. You still don't know if you will be in Monte Carlo. Uh, because you you because Malcolm is like yeah I'm interested but you also need to bring some money etc. Do you think the French Federation could help uh, or your sponsor? And I've been lucky at that time that, uh, that there was Yako, my sponsor from French from the religion. He was supporting so Yako did support me for 2020, and uh, and French Federation also a little bit. So so it gave me another year in, uh, with M Sport. So M Sport just took me in with a bit of money. I, I had a really nice year in 2020. With the COVID, I was yeah. supposed to maybe maybe four or five rallies because of the COVID. And at the end, because Malcolm wanted to show the cars, wanted to get experience for, for myself uh, to build me for, for the future. I've done 14 rallies, I think, in 2020. So in yeah. the French in French for a championship, in Italy, in Spain. So many different uh, rallies, which give me a lot of experience also. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite incredible to look back at your 2020 because... So many people might have done just, you know, four or five rallies that year because of the COVID situation. You did a lot, but also behind the scenes as well. You were doing some some work at home to help out with COVID. Yes. Tell, remind me what you were doing. Well, we were for maybe three weeks or one month at home doing nothing. I was like, it's not for me. I'm getting bored. So, so I was like, I need to work. And at that time, I, I had one sponsor. Uh, it was Abbey Rush. He was my my sponsor, for, local sponsor. Uh, was it was also a good friend. And I said, okay, can you just uh, employ me for the time the COVID got disappeared? Because they they were delivering co a package for uh, for a big well, I can say that for Amazon anyway. But and I said, I want I want to work. Uh, at least it will give me some money. But also, I will I will have to do things. Uh, so then I've been delivering package for for people uh, all all around the the the, the north of France uh, with a with a small truck 
<laughs> it was quite funny at that time. Yeah, I did it for two months, I think. And apparently I was not a bad deliverer. <laughs> You're a fast delivery driver, I'm sure. Sticking to all the speed limits, obviously. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> but no, it's definitely good to do that. Um, yeah, so 2020 is you know, a busy year for you and you're doing all kinds of different events. Um, I'm just looking through it now because, you know, when you said how many events you did, I'd forgotten in total how many that you'd done. And you were a busy man in 2020. But it, thought, yeah. yeah, but did you did you feel at the same time, even though you were busy and you were doing you were doing rallies in various championships, did you feel, oh, you know, COVID has kind of st- stopped things moving as fast as they possibly could because we didn't have a, a huge amount of WRC events that year at least we did have events more towards the back end of of the year did you feel it had slowed your progress in any way or not well no I don't think so not for me because really Malcolm was really committed to make uh, to do some rallies and for me doing 14 rallies on tarmac on gravel etc it was uh, it was good for sure. It have slowing down my progress on the WRC championship because I didn't do I don't remember what we missed, but anyway, I didn't participate to this rallies what I could. So for yeah. sure, uh, for for sure, like for example, in twenty one when I jumped into the rally, world rally car in Portugal, it was my first time in Portugal. So. <laughs> It was it was a massive learning curve. So, so, so that's why maybe it have slowed down a little bit my progress in 2020. But at the end, it's it's like that. As long as you as you are driving, it was the most important. I mean, we saw you in then 2021. You kickstart the year, and it was going to be the mixture of rally two WRC car, which was perfect. And then you get your first opportunity at Croatia. Was the first. WRC event oh sorry in in a world rally car and you you set the most amazing results there I mean it's kind of you're almost looking back to how you started in 2019 by being second overall and 10th then you were fifth in Croatia in a WRC car I mean was there any point in your mind where you were thinking this is going better than I expected to. Was your head getting big at all? Were you getting an ego or were you keeping it all in check? Well, there was many things coming. First of all, uh, I discussed with you the 2018 when I, I was co-driving. I, was, I had a co-drive with uh, with Ogier. Mm. Fiesta WRC with the Red Bull livery on it. Yeah. Two years after, or maybe a bit more. Yeah, two, two and a half years after I was in Croatia. With the Fiesta WRC and the Red Bull, the Red Bull livery on it. It's quite, it's <laughs> I, I was very proud of it. So I was so, so happy. And uh, and then, yeah, it was my first WRC event. It was the first time in Croatia for everybody. Uh, but I think it was better for me if it was the first time for everybody because if they don't have the knowledge of the rally and it makes difference when you are the young drivers. Uh, so for me, it was for sure better. But setting two fa- two second fastest time and be and be finishing fifth uh, overall after you after the ride i was so it was it couldn't be a better start to be fair so i was really really happy but i knew that after there was bigger challenge coming and uh, on gravel on finland etc but mm. but I, I was really 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 happy that's all the job i've done from 2017 stopping my study etc now i can get to this level and i can say in my life I did it. I drove a world rally car. 
Yeah, and absolutely. Not, and not because I paid it and then I drove away. No, because they have employed me to drive the car. And this uh, this is was really, really nice. Yeah, you've you've earned this. What did your parents think of that result? Because you've you've stepped up to the top level of, of, of rallying and you're in fifth position overall. You've set two faster stage times. Were your parents crying tears of joy instead of tears of of craziness <laughs> over you taking up rallying then? Was it a change of heart from your parents? Yeah, it was coming or maybe earlier, but yeah, for sure. I, rem I will remember my parents saying, uh, at the beginning we were scared, but now we see that you are doing you are doing it properly and uh, step by step, and you have people around you to help you, like Malcolm, etc. Mm. And they were like, now we know that you are doing uh, you are doing well, and we are proud of it. So it for sure it changed, but at yeah. the beginning it was hard for the two two three years for sure. I'm sure. I mean, I I, I think we can all empathize with them. You know, watching any any child go out and and you know go down that path and do their dream, but motorsport is dangerous we all know that and it's such a, it was such a completely different path from what you're on I can completely understand their point of view but I'm glad that they were so you know delighted with, with what you were doing and I think that that year 2021 was was really good for you because you mentioned Portugal and not you know you didn't have the experience of Portugal from from the year before but you still had a great result at Rally Portugal that year uh yes sixth. yeah it was okay <laughs> you believe was your second second yeah. wrc car outing he's is, is done every year so i don't know but a guy like uh like danny sordo i think he's done it like 15 times or so probably more so he, yeah probably more so for me it was now for sure it was it was good we had it was my first test on gravel in portugal Two days of test, two days of heavy rain, but really mm. heavy rain. So there was just no grip. At one time, it was probably midday. I I did call Malcolm and say, Malcolm, I have to stop. I, I have to stop. It's undrivable. And he realized that in the past, they had a rally like this uh, with an heavy rain in Portugal. And it was just nightmare. So, And then you arrive on the rally, sunny, really nice. So, so then so then yeah finishing fifth uh, sixth it was good again i did two second fastest time in portugal so also it was it was really important to show the pace at some points and it was working well so you know it was it was good and i like portugal rally it's so so cool yeah it it is it is a good rally it's a great rally um but towards the end of of that year then there was a change of co-driver um you'd been with Renault jamula a few years but then the change came to Alex, what marked the change? What made you decide to change? Well, it was more a common decision. Uh, Renault wanted to to get. Well, he said that he was, he was starting to get old, like he was forty years old, and he was like, "I I want to to have a, maybe another child with his girlfriend anyway." Um, and he was asking, I was asking things that he didn't want it to give me. Um, because he he had the experience etc. But I wanted to get more. He didn't want. He won't find. There was there were things that we didn't find an, an agreement, and then we said okay, maybe it's time just to to split. Uh, but it was anyway. I think it was it was good for him and good for me at that time. So I have no regrets at that time now. No, and I mean changing a co-driver is can be difficult because you create you have that trust with each other and you'd built that up over a few years and 
your career is going up, 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 and now you're switching to a different co-driver, potentially a different style. You have to have the trust again. Did that take a while to to bond? Well, uh, that was quite interesting because the first rally I've done with uh, with Alex was in Finland. We had no test, and he was just jumping jumping next to me on the shakedown with the World Rally Car. First oh, time wow. for me the World Rally Car in Finland. No testing, first time with him. <laughs> so it could not be wrong, but it didn't. It went it went good, but <laughs> that I mean, was... that's wild, isn't it? You know, to consider that on the, a, such a fast event where you have to have huge amounts of confidence to be able to set those speeds, and you've had no test, and it's the first time you've sat together on shakedown. It kind of makes it all just that result, which again, I'll say is a great result. And you'll probably go, but you were seventh overall there. And considering what you... The best result was the last meters of the rally. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where you were flying. (laughs) Where we were flying, yeah. The big jump at the end, yeah. At Ruamaki. That is an incredible jump, I have to say. Uh, parts of the car disappearing off everywhere for for everyone. Uh, so 2021, you know, another fantastic year in your career, and then we move on to probably the most difficult year so far. And you, everyone has ups and downs, and it's so true in rallying where you can have so many great years, and then all of a sudden things start just to go wrong, and they go wrong for a while before they get better. And 2022 seems like definitely the year that everything seemed to just go wrong, whatever you were trying to do. How would you, how do you look back at that year? Because it was a tough year. Well, it was a tough year uh, because, but the thing is, it was the new fan, the new calf coming. So it was mm-hmm. the first year. We, we knew that M-Spot is always quite good on the, it's really good normally on the first year. Uh so we had a lot of pressure coming in the team, like, yeah, we need to get it. And you can see we they did they, they take Seb Lobe. I was there. They took Craig Green. Uh, they wanted to do well. We we had also Gus, uh, Pierre Louis. Well, we have Jordan. Sometimes there were six six cars on the event. So they were really committed, like to be to be to be there, to be present on the first year. So the pressure was there. And <clears throat> I did a crash in Monte Carlo, which I think everybody remember. Mm-hmm. Um but after that, if if for example in in Sweden it would have been okay, maybe we would have passed it or Croatia. But the thing is, in in Sweden the engine blew up. Yeah, so that was a me- mechanical issue. Yeah, two two events, no points. Then you come to Croatia, and I and I have an aquaplan, stupid aquaplan just after a quest, and I finish in a, in a, in a in a farm anyway. So then after three events, I'm not scoring points. Then at that time, it, it's like I'm there, but I'm not even scoring one point for the team. Mm. So so then after the pressure was just pinging up from the team, like we need you to get result. But then when you have a crash, maybe you need one or two rallies just to say, okay, I'm just slowing down now. I just need to, to get the confidence back and then I can push. But then we needed the, the performance right there because the team wanted to do well this year. So the pressure was really high. The team was also really on the pressure but when I say the team is the mechanics everybody imagine imagine six cars to be prepared at every rallies so and if you damage a car they have to rebuild the car so it's even more t- work for them every time so that was really hard and I can really feel the pressure from the team and uh, so for sure it was hard 
just to build on it after that. And uh, then I couldn't drive, to be fair. I, I wasn't able to drive as I'm normally driving, like enjoying it, uh, driving as I'm normally driving. And then I think the pressure was there, but the bad pressure, not the pressure it push you like, okay, I want to do to perform. It was more like, yeah, but I'm driving, but if I do another mistake, my career can end up. So it was, it was not, it was not good. That's why 23 was for sure for me, it's bad uh, at the beginning um, to come back in the rally two car. But at the mm. end, how, how it did, how I did last year, I think it was the right decision after, after maybe two or three after maybe two or three months, I realized that, no, it's good. We'll do this year, fully committed. We have done 16 rallies last year. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was the right issue. But for sure, it's coming, coming, coming. And then sometimes it shows that you can be a hero one day and a zero the day after. So that's 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 quite good in the, in, the, in this sport, but it's it's how it is. And we have to manage with it. it and that, that's exactly right. It's, you have to manage it. But it's how you manage it as well, because I think you need to have quite a strong character to deal with the highs and then and then the lows that that are there as well, because it can't be perfect all of the time. Are you a person because when you were on on the trajectory and you were going up, 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 up and the media is behind you, everyone's behind you. And then when things go wrong, the media can report things which can be brutal to to a driver and you know I can read headlines sometimes and I'm like Jesus this is you're talking about a person they're a human being you can't speak about people like this did you read things and think oh that's harsh did it affect you at all or are you not the kind of person that takes any of that on board yes it, it did affect you um, so that's why uh, at one point I have decided to not be on the social media at all so it was just off of my phone. There was just yeah. no. But there was always somebody, a friend uh, or a member of your family coming like, oh, have you read what they said, etc. No. Ah, they said, no, I don't want to know, you know. But anyway, sometimes people are, are coming back. Or even when I when I met the 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 the, the, the media, anyway, they were like, ah, Adrian, no. Yeah, it's like that. Anyway, you have mm. to deal with it. Uh, the truth is there and maybe you deserve it and maybe I deserve it but sometimes it's really really brutal as you said so that's why I've decided to, to be aware of the social media um, still present but not really reading it and uh, and I think it was the best to do and still now I'm not really reading it uh, just because I'm just focused on what I'm doing I'm happy to to get close to my to my fans to my supporters on my on my personal social media but for the rest i'm just i'm just focused on what i'm doing and uh, and if i can get some some nice podcasts with you or with other people i will do it for sure but but that's all i will do yeah and i completely understand that and i think that's the best way to do it let's talk about 2023 because you said you know at the start to go and you described it as going back into rally two i see it as a sidestep because so many drivers have done it tanak has done it Elvin Evans did it. You know, they were at the top level in a WRC car and then things weren't going right. And they went to the side, went to Rally 2 again, and then they come back better. Um, and I think 2023 for you, it, it seemed like this rejuvenating year because hopefully you got some enjoyment out of it again. Because I think 2022, the enjoyment was kind of disappearing a little did 2023 bring it bring it back? Well, completely different. Uh, 
there was a challenge also because the, the people found that the Fiesta wasn't really competitive, which mm. it wasn't really at the beginning. So there was a big challenge. I was going back to the Rally 2 class, but I needed to fight and show my base anyway. I needed to, to, to be present in every rally. But then it started in Monte Carlo and then I, I get scared to be fair. I was like, wow, it's going to be hard. Because I felt that like I was pushing, but the time wasn't coming at all, mm -hmm. etc. But then I knew that the team was on the, was developing the car. We had some some things to improve, and uh, and they were open with that. And uh, and then we went in that direction, like improving the engine, improving the gearbox, improving the differential, the the the, the dampers, etc., the geometries of the car. And we've done all those things in one year, and uh, and every time we had a step, the car was faster, and I was also faster. So mm -hmm. so <clears throat> so there was a challenge with the team and for us, and it was together. And this, I think, gave me a lot of motivation. Uh, it, there was my my team, to be fair, working around the car and around me just to get to get the result in the British Championship also, but in the WRC, but also, I think, we did Austrian Championship. And all these events, every time we were there, we need to win. We need to win. And uh, so it gave me the motivation and also the please to win again, which I missed a lot mm -hmm. in 22, for sure. Um, and then I was just enjoying the drive. I was like, okay, if, if it have to be the last year, then I need to enjoy. And was that in your mind then in 2023 that it, it could be the last year that, that Malcolm might not say, you know, come back into the fold? Uh, for sure. Every, anyway, every year it's the same. You never know what you will do, except if you have a two years contract, which I never get. And uh, and then and then every year you're like, how it will be. When it's a bad year, like 22, I was... I was still at the end unlucky to be to be there in, in the rally two class the year after because it would have been just okay it's over, but then it, but then last year I had to do well if I wasn't doing well mm -hmm. I would I would not go, going back in the rally one but my my main goal my motivation was I want to go back in the rally one, I even have a, a, a group on WhatsApp it was goal, F one twenty twenty four. That you, was, that you, was the target. You reached that, and it's God. quite hard. It's quite hard. We know the the are quite quite uh, difficult to get, etc. So, so we had to do well. When you come back, you have to do well, and which I think we did. And uh, because every rally we were fighting for the for the lead. Okay, we had some technical issue in Croatia or or uh, or Mexico where we lose the the really good points, and then we, when we win the rally, we aren't scoring points. So, but anyway, we we've shown the pace. We've shown we were there every time. We won in, in Austrian, we won in the in the in British Championship, and I think it was it was good to do many rallies on tarmac, especially mm. for me because this is where I had accident like in twenty two. It was on tarmac. Surprisingly, we mentioned Croatia in twenty one was in, on tarmac. It was good, yeah. but at the end it was on tarmac that I had crashes all the time. So, so I had to work on on tarmac, which I did. So, so now it's it's okay. Yeah, British Rally Championship as well in 2023, like you mentioned. You're British Rally Champion, reigning British Rally Champion. Exactly. What was it like to be competing over here? It was nice because we, we know it's a really famous championship. Uh, mm -hmm. There was many names on the big trophy. Uh, the, the rallies are really nice. Uh, okay, the weather is not so good, but, but the rallies <laughs> are really nice. <laughs> I mean, so we true. Had, we had rain everywhere anyway. Uh, even in Malcolm Wilson Valley, it was the snow on gravel. We used to gravel tires anyway. But but it was really interesting to have different rallies. I went in the, in the Highland tarmac uh, rallies, where when I was uh, talking with with Craig, every time it was like, "Come in Highland, it's the most mm. beautiful 
Cambodia, UEFA. But it was right. It's really, really something special. And uh, so then many rallies and every time winning it and every time with the fastest guy, the local guy. And uh, so it was really, really, I did also Hipper where it was difficult the years before. And then we won it against uh, Stefan, the French driver at home with family, friends. It was, it was really, really good season for me last year. It really was. And, you know, we were all really delighted when, you know, you got the opportunity to come back into into Rally One Machinery. We won't talk too much about Japan because it was over before it started. But when did you know that you were coming back in 2024 as part of the team? Because we were all waiting with bated breath to find out who the team was going to be. When did Malcolm finally get on the phone and say, it is going to be you, Mr. Formo? Uh, it, it didn't really happen like that, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I had uh, some discussion with another team uh, from July, August, and uh, mm. it was building on it. And then, the, and then after that, uh, I I nearly get to the to this point that I would have missed uh, left the team, but it was not for a full time program, uh, which I, it wasn't so interesting for me uh, as a driver to develop, etc. Uh, so then at one point I had to say, Malcolm, okay, I have an offer for a hard program. What do you offer? That was more the, the, the question. And, uh, and then Malcolm directly said, no, for me, I want you to be in, in a full time next year. So that was for me the really important. And, uh, but it came probably, <clears throat> well, the, the hard discussion was probably after Central York. <laughs> I think, um, <clears throat> Malcolm, Malcolm Wilson over the years, I mean, I've known him now for over 20 years and seen his relationship with drivers and how he handles himself, how he handles drivers. And he can be, Edrin, pretty bloody scary when he's angry. Um, how has your relationship been with him? Because I'm sure you have seen the whole spectrum of emotions. You've seen him delighted with what you've done, and you've also seen him, I'm sure, angry with what you've done. How is your relationship with him? <clears throat> That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Malcolm is, is really, really pleased to see me performing well, etc., for the team, etc. So he is my boss. So when a when when you have an employee, you you want him to do well. If you if you're not, maybe you 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 think, hmm, should I keep him? That's normal. I think that's part of the game. Uh, but for sure, Malcolm can be can be quite uh, quite quite angry sometimes. But I think it's it's right. Uh, but uh, but sometimes he's really also happy. So I think we just need to find the balance. Uh, the one relationship have always been good because I'm I'm with the team since 2019, 2020 in the, the UK one, but I was already with them sport before in mm. Poland. So so they know me and, and I know them. So I know how they can be, but I know how it can be also. So so it's a team effort anyway. Uh, and my relationship have always been good, but sometimes I just I just take it a little bit with distance just to keep me focused on it and don't get too much pressure from him just because. I think I'm just more performant when it's like that. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. And you've started this year with with such. And I'm sure. And I'm sure. I'm, sure uh, I'm coming in for two tests in Greystock next month, and I'm sure we're gonna share a really nice bottle of wine, and it will be all fine. <laughs> now that is one thing about Malcolm Wilson. He does have a fantastic wine collection. So yes. make sure you select a very expensive bottle. Because you deserve it. <laughs> um, talk to me about this year then. And we, we have to talk about Sweden because 
what a sensational event it was. You know, the whole build up to it, the perfect conditions, the perfect that you had on recce with maybe probably a better ice space. And then the conditions change. We have a lot of snow. It's a really difficult event. People are making mistakes all over the place. But you have speed, precision. You're not making big mistakes like the others. You have a sensational event. Take points away for second on Saturday and then protect that podium position on Sunday and walk away with your first WRC podium. It's the dream, right? Yeah, especially especially in Sweden. Uh, imagine it was my fourth rally on snow. I say four because 2020 was on gravel. Yes. So, so it was my fourth participation on snow. Uh, second time with rally one. But uh, but then I think nobody expected expected me to to be at that level because maybe in Monte people was like ah you can can be competitive but at the end we we were finishing fifth but we were also protecting because Malcolm said to me I don't want you to fight with anybody so when we were close to Tanak okay just take the points and then we'll be on it so Sweden even the team I think I remember my engineer say okay we know we are not really good on snow so so let's get some points and then we'll be on it for the next one. And I was like, yeah, but maybe maybe I can do something to improve. That's why I called Miko Evonen to to get to give me some advice. But he couldn't because he he's working with Toyota, so so there was some uh, some difference in it. But yeah. it's okay. I understand anyway. So so I was like, okay, well I will do my by myself, and I will watch some onboards to see how they drive the car, how they set the car. So I was watching. Oh, it's. Oh, it's on board from last year, to be fair, to be sure that uh, that how we drive, I can try to, to work like this. Uh, and then and then I have tried to, to practice it during the test, which I, which I did a lot of time. Uh, I was trying, but after it's difficult just to watch and then to replicate. Uh, but, uh, but at the end on the rally, I was like, okay, now let's see how it goes. And on the shakedown, it, it started really well, st- uh, scoring the second fastest time. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we, we, can, we can have the pace. Let's see. And then, uh, and then after the start, rally start like crazy with the snow coming, it was just incredible. Our road position wasn't so good, so I was surprised that the guys behind us were get get stuck in the snow bunker or things like that because because for me it was for us in the front of uh, of the game that it was really hard with the snow. And trust me, it was really hard because the lines there was only two cars, but the lines wasn't the same because they were already struggling to drive. But I was also struggling to yeah, to drive on, on those conditions. And the lines was just nowhere. It was crazy. I was crossing the line, etc. And every time you were trying to push a little bit, you, if you are a little bit out of the line, the small lines you've got, there was just no grip. So it was really, really easy to make mistakes. And at one point I was just, okay, now I just want to be precise and not be just really in the lines that I've got in front. And it was working well. But where I'm happy is the second day, especially Saturday, where the conditions are the same for everybody, for mm-hmm. events, especially, we kept him behind us. Yeah, and I think we were all expecting him to to get ahead of you in the afternoon. You know, it came to the midpoint, you were still ahead of him, and I thought, oh, he's going to, Evans is going to push this afternoon, he'll up the pace and Formo will be third by the end of it, but you weren't, you were still second. You held it, and that must have been so satisfying for you. So satisfying, especially in Sweden, uh, because it's it's a really, really nice rally. The stages are fast. It's a really specific drive on those events, and to be able to to fight with Ev- Ev- Evinski, who, 
who won the rally two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know he's really fast on the fast events, like he, he won Finland a few times, etc. And he's the top one Toyota driver, isn't he? So yeah. I was like, okay, it's gonna be hard, but let's see. We can we can try. I wanted to get this the point for the second position, and that was my main goal. I I was comfortable, and I just wanted to drive, and uh, and I think it was working perfectly. And then the day after, he tried that we could have maybe tried, but I was like, I had a really nice chat with Malcolm the 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 <laughs> at his birthday day, and uh, he said, I'm really pleased you take you took the second position. Now. I think it's good for you to get your first ever WRC podium. So just bring the car back and, and get some points and then we'll be happy. This is what we did. Yeah, absolutely. It's what you did. And I think it was an amazing, amazing result. What did it feel like heading into the final Wolf Power stage? Because I'm sure, were, were, there, were there any nerves at all? Because it's just one more stage to go. You you between 10 kilometers and your first WRC podium. And it was a difficult stage. It had been run a number of times. It was starting to break up a bit. The snowbanks were still pretty high in there. Were there some nerves or not? Yes, there was. But I think I've learned a lot from last year. And the rally is never finished as long as you don't cross the, the, the finish line. So that's why I was still a bit nervous. But but I have controlled it much, more, much better than, for example, Sardinia last year where it made me stay in the last stage of the rally. Uh, now I was like, no, you know how to drive. Just drive as you were driving in the stage before and it mm. will be all fine. So so I was just using tricks that I'm training with my mental prepare. Uh, and uh, and then, yeah, it went, it went okay. I was driving fast, but not too fast, but just to keep me, you know, in the good yeah. mood, the good focus on the drive. And this is what I did. Yeah, you did a fantastic job. I'm so pleased for you that you got that podium there because Sweden is, it is a very special event. Did you celebrate on the Sunday night? Was there any hangovers on Monday or were you sensible? Well, I had a, a small celebration with the with the mechanics and engineers on uh, on Sunday evening because we were all at the Stockholm airport. And then, uh, and then my girlfriend, my well, my fiance gave, made a, a nice uh, surprise on the Monday evening with all my family and friends. So we were celebrating it with. Uh, there was some of my sponsor from the beginning, uh, my friends, family. So it was really good. It was a it, good. Trip. It is really important to celebrate the landmarks, and and it is a landmark when you get the first WRC podium. What's the hope for the rest of the season now? Well, the, the hope is to do exactly the same as what we were doing the first two events, just to to be to, to be there every time, to be scoring points, to be really consistent on my approach on the rallies. We know that Kenya will be really difficult, and uh, you can you can have trouble with mechanic, you can have trouble with breaking things or punctures or whatever. It's Kenya. We know it's gonna be hard, uh, and I think just to build on it, my my goal was to get a podium later in the season, so it came much much earlier. So I just want to keep the same approach. We are set on the championship. I think if we still score points like we were doing the first two events, we can still be in a good position as long as you as we are liable with the car and for my drive. So that's the main goal to for now. And if we can if we can get another podium, yes, for sure we, we will we will play for that. If we can get a win, for sure I will want to fight for that. But we'll see. We'll see how how it how, how is our pace on gravel because it will be the first time in Kenya. Final question for you then. Um, obviously, you're still very young in your your rallying career. You started in WRC in 2019, 2017 properly behind the wheel. 
it, you're still a young driver in that sense, but you've achieved so much in a short space of time. When you look back on on what you've done so far, what's been the biggest thing you can take away from it? If you were to tell someone your story now in a sentence and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a rally driver, but this is my biggest achievement over, over these first couple of years because you've got many, many years to go yet. How would you describe it? It's hard to describe, I think. Uh, I think if I will, I will say differently. I think if I had to change things during my career, um, I just would like to have a bit more time in each category before to jump to the next one. But because because the motorsport is quite expensive, because I started with nothing, with only my 20 euro, I needed to, to get quickly to the next level. But the thing is, sometimes, you know, when you start to want to run before to walk, you can make sometimes mistakes. So that's that's maybe also the step between cars are really huge. And, and sometimes it would be maybe now they have the Rally 3, for example, between the Rally 4 and the Rally 2. I didn't have that at that time. Uh, things like that. But for, for me, the keys were my first win in ERC in Canaries. That was really important for me in 2020. Uh, to get now in 21 with the World Rally Car. Then World Rally Car, I think another important key was Croatia. Uh, on my, on your first event, you are always like, people are watching you, media are watching you, you have a lot of pressure. And so it was important for me to, to score well in the first event. And then after the second, the, the last key I would say is when it's not, until now it was just going, going, going. But now it it was when you are down after 22, how do you come back? And I think we've showed that the, the 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 next the last key point and the biggest one is how you come back after 22, and I think 23 is the big K of my career. Well, Adrian, it's been lovely listening to you talk, and I'm really excited to see what else happens in in your career, which I'm certain is going to be a long one in rallying. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. I hope you continue to celebrate this podium right up until we get to Kenya. And I will see you when we get there. But thank you. See you in Kenya. Thank you very much. For more great World Rally Championship content, head to Rally TV with its thousands of hours of archive footage and exclusive live programming, event review shows and extensive onboards, special features too on some of the legends of the sport. This is all available at rally.tv and wrc.com, the digital online home of the World Rally Championship.